All right, folks, <clears throat> welcome in. This is episode 12 of Ram's Edge, and today we are going to continue the series that we have here, uh, finding basically what are the expectations, what can we expect from certain players on the Rams. And we did one on Matthew Stafford. You can check out. Uh, it is on the page, Rams Edge. On top of that, we did Cam Akers last night. So now we move on to Daryl Henderson, who has been with the Rams since 2019 when the Rams traded up to uh, add him to that roster. And it was in the third round with the New England Patriots. Now, Daryl Henderson, I think he's... He's had knee issues. He's had all sorts of issues, hand issues. Um, but this is somebody that is indeed, you know, to be in the position just obviously needs to stay healthy. But what does that mean for him? In 2022, this is somebody that you could argue as big of a name as Cam Akers is, as big of a name as anybody on the Rams. They do not win the Super Bowl without Daryl Henderson. They don't. His 40 plus yards on four catches in the Super Bowl was absolutely vital for them. Huge third down catch here and a big catch there. So, with that said, with Daryl Henderson, what can we expect from him in 2022? And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about not just what we can expect from Daryl Henderson, but maybe even throw in some stat projections. I think this is somebody that could be in for a really good year in his contract year, and it could be especially good if someone goes down with an injury. Now, there's also a chance that the injury could be Daryl Henderson, who isn't 100% from before. He played injured in the Super Bowl, and he still made an impact, but that does not mean that he's out of the woodwork. And what I mean by that is Sean McVay even confirmed he's dealing with a soft tissue issue. So that's something to keep in mind. But, you know, whether Daryl Henderson is brought back after the season or not, you know, he's either going to be like that and, and be a part of the roster and, you know, they really like him long-term or they're going to look at him like Gerald Everett, a guy that contributed maybe more than some people thought he might. And then they let him go. In his first season, Daryl Henderson ran 39 times in 2019 for 147 yards and he had four catches for 37. Wasn't really impactful his rookie year. He had some injuries that derailed him. And Sean McVay has typically liked to go a little bit slower with the rookies, not named Cooper Cup, on the offensive side of the ball. In 2020, he had 138 carries for 624 yards, which is a 4.5 yard per carry average, five touchdowns uh, rushing. And on top of that, he had 16 catches for 159 yards and a touchdown. This is a year I felt like in 2020, you know, you have the three, Malcolm Brown, and of course you have, uh, you know, Cam Akers. But I felt like you really got a good sense that this guy can really contribute. 
Then in 2021, Cam Akers goes down. They do end up trading for Sony Michelle. And of course, he does have injury issues that creep up. But he did have his best season statistically when you look at 149 carries for 688 yards, 4.6 yards per carry average. He had five rushing touchdowns, 29 receptions, 176 receiving yards, and he had three touchdowns receiving. So in total, in total, Daryl Henderson had eight touchdowns in 2021. And he had six in 2020, which means he had 14 over the last two years. You could argue Daryl Henderson is basically finding the end zone, finding pay dirt at a pretty decent rate. Now, the question is, is the 24-year-old, soon to be 25 in, uh, in August, is he going to take another, another step forward? Is he going to have the opportunity? They went out and they got Sony Michelle last year. but. This year, they let Sony Michelle walk, and now he is in Miami. They did go out, and they got a guy that I very much am confident in. I very much believe he's going to be very good at the next level in Kyron Williams. But again, going back to what I was saying earlier, when it comes to rookie offensive players, Sean McVay likes to take a little bit of a casual of seeing a lot of number 27, Daryl Henderson, uh, toting the rock, as well as Cam Akers, number three. And I'm sure we'll see number 23, Kyra Williams, uh, getting some decent playing time as well. But is he going to have more than 149 carries? That is a good question because there's a chance he might. There's a chance. And we'll see. We'll see. Does Cam Akers reclaim that 2020 and I talked about last night, does Cam Akers reclaim that 2020 ability? Or are we looking at a guy that isn't quite going to go back to what we saw because of the injury? And because of that, it's going to offer an opportunity for a guy like Daryl Henderson, which, you know, he's already done going back to the Super Bowl. So I do think that's something uh, to be, there's something to be said about that. The five foot eight, 208 pound running back there. Uh, this is somebody going back to Memphis. Um, you know, he, he averaged eight yards per carry. Uh, he had home run hitting ability and he's got a little bit more weight than people give him credit for. He breaks more tackles than people give him credit for. And he finishes, uh, forward falls forward more than people give him credit for. I don't think Daryl Henderson at the end of the day gets enough credit as it is. And I just want to say, uh, hi to Ricky who has joined the show as a listener. I just want to give him a a shout out. Um, Ricky's always in here. So appreciate you, Ricky. Um, And if you do want to call in at any point to talk about Daryl Henderson, uh, by all means, that is what call-in is all about. So, you know, just talking about what Henderson can do, you know, there's a lot of, you know, controversy when it comes to him and just, you know, the injuries and all that. And I feel like, Daryl Henderson, more than maybe any, I'm not going to say any player the Rams have had, but more than any back the Rams have had in recent memory, he's just been held to a different standard. It's really bizarre. Um, You know, this guy, he hasn't played every game. You know, he missed three games in 2019. Uh, He missed one game in 2020, and he missed four games, or five games rather, in 2021, talking regular season, 
But up until this season, he hadn't missed too many games where you could say he was really injury prone. My thing with Henderson is that this is somebody that just isn't utilized enough, and I don't feel like he's utilized correctly. And I think the Rams know that, and they tried to get that going, and you know they just couldn't trust you know, the little soft tissue injuries that he's kind of gone through. And uh, that's why they went and got Sonny Michelle. It would have been a different season, of course. If they didn't go get Sonny Michelle, there's a chance Daryl Henderson could have hit 1,000 yards rushing. But, you know, there's also a chance he wouldn't have because of the way that they run their offense. I just think in this day and age, and, you know, at first I didn't love it because I don't like the idea of taking a running back out of his rhythm. But in this day and age, it does make sense to have a running back by committee approach. Does it suck for fantasy owners? Absolutely. Okay. But it doesn't really matter when it comes to fantasy football, when you just want what's best, obviously, you know, you you want what's best for the Rams if you're a fan. And I do think what it comes down to is that having a running back by committee approach is the right way to handle it. Because now you have, a guy that I don't think gets enough credit in general, but you know where Daryl Henderson doesn't get enough credit? His pass protection. Because this is one of the best pass protectors in the game. And no one talks about that because he's 5'8". It's the stigma of the the shorter running back. You know, he's. I've heard him, I've seen it called, you know, a scat back before. Just because you're a good receiving back doesn't mean you can, and you're 5'8", doesn't mean that you're relegated to just being a scat back. Doesn't mean that you're just a guy. Uh, a jag, if you will. That That's not what it means. And so I think with Henderson, the thing that makes him more valuable in a sense than Cam Akers, and keep in mind, I'm not saying Cam Akers isn't valuable, but the one thing that's holding Cam Akers back, it's not the injuries. The one thing that's holding him back is his as protection. Do you think Daryl Henderson has that? And I think that's something very important to point out because that's what keeps you on the field. When you're predominantly going to be throwing the ball more often than not, and you have a Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, etc., you're going to want to throw the ball, okay? You don't want to have to go empty set every time. You're going to want to keep a running back out there. You're going to want to stick in 11 personnel as opposed to 10 personnel, you know, because that's what you're going to want to do. Now, again, you want a running back, and you can't keep a running back out there if they can't step up in the face of pressure and take on a blitz pickup. If they can't even make a blitz pickup, no less. Henderson can do this. That's what makes him so valuable is that he helps you in the passing game, he helps you in the running game, and he helps you in blitz pickup. Now, here's the thing. You gotta and and Sean McVay learned this pretty quickly is you gotta manage his workload the right way. You can't throw him into the gate and be like, yep, you're gonna, you know, run the ball 25 times. Uh, you're going to help us a ton in pass pro, and you're going to be our guy that we rally around. He can do that time and time again, but like, here's the thing with, with Henderson, it is a concern with his injuries. And if you are managing that, and keep in mind, they go out and they get Kyron Williams, who does just kind of the same thing that Daryl Henderson does, but knock on wood, genuinely doesn't get hurt. Okay, now you, you're in business. Now you can focus on having Cam Akers. You can focus on having him running in between the guards, running outside zone, uh, you know, helping on the wheel routes, 
you know, obviously in the, the pass catching game. But on top of that, he can still learn to develop as a pass protector. While on the side, you have Daryl Henderson who can come in on third down when you're most likely going to be throwing the ball. And you know he can help you in the receiving game. He can help you, you know, picking up a blitz, things like that. And also, Kyron Williams can do that. So I think because they added Kyron Williams, it almost adds value to Daryl Henderson, honestly, more value to Daryl Henderson than it does Cam Akers, because it's going to allow them to be able to protect Daryl Henderson. You know, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of uh, blunt force trauma, if you will, when you are sitting there and you are taking on any sort of blitz pickup. You have to realize you are meeting a guy right before he hits your quarterback who is literally in a full sprint uh, type of form. They're coming after your quarterback. They're trying to kill your quarterback. And you're sitting there and, you know, you're just taking it. And, and that is an incredible amount of force being put into your sternum. You know, you have to obviously know how to use your leverage and your legs and things like that, even your arms. If you don't get the right form, you can really hurt yourself. And so doing that, you know, play in and play out, it's a lot. And so having another guy that can do what Henderson does in Kyron Williams is going to be, I think, beneficial for Daryl Henderson. Um, and I do think, you know, Daryl Henderson is a overall better runner uh, in a lot of ways than everyone on the roster. Um, I understand how, for whatever reason, you know, Cam Akers was drafted in the second round. So a lot of people view him as a superstar. But with Cam Akers, there's a very real thing there that, you know, he does have a lot of those three or minus three yard runs, like where you're talking two yard runs or whatever. I think Henderson shows you more consistency. He doesn't show you more upside. I think that's where Cam Akers thrives, but Henderson shows you consistency. And obviously, as long as he's healthy, he could be a really good back. And so I think the Rams are, you know, very excited about the idea of using him in tandem with Cam Akers and Tyron Williams. And so I think the expectations this year for Daryl Henderson are this, you got to stay healthy in some facet. You got to play at least, if you play 14 out of 17 games, the Rams can run with that. They can live with that, okay? If you play 14 out of 17 regular season games, that is my expectation. You meet that, I'm good, okay? Then after that, this guy's already shown you in two years of being a, you know, bona fide starter or right there on the cusp of being a starter, He's had 4.5 yards per carry and 4.6 yards per carry. So he's gone up each year. And now I feel like his senior year here with the Rams, you know, you want to call it senior or whatever. Um, this this is his big time. You know, this is a time to show up. And, uh, you know, contract year simply aren't getting paid much. So this is his opportunity. I do think he's going to make the most of it. Um, I know there are already people seeing the, Soft tissue injury, already throwing him out for the season. I don't think the Rams are really worried about that. I'm just going to say that right now. I think they're worried, you know, to an extent. Like, okay, this guy has had a hard time uh, staying healthy. But I don't think that they are, you know, as concerned as, say, maybe a Cam Akers coming off a torn Achilles and if that will affect him uh, for the foreseeable future. Because we don't know. Um, With Henderson, you know, I think... You're going to see him utilized, 
I, and here's the hope is that you see him utilized with Cam Akers on the same field together, maybe running, you know, some two back formations. I think that would be great. Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that Sean McVay is going to do that. It's just something I've been really pushing for. Um, I've obviously made comments about it for years that I wanted the Rams to go split back. I mean, they've always had backs to do that. You know, you had Henderson Gurley in 2019, you had Henderson and, uh, CJ Anderson or not Henderson, CJ, uh, Gurley and CJ Anderson in 2018, you know, 2020, you get Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, and Daryl Henderson. 2021, you have Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson, um, Cam Akers at the end of the season. Now you have Cam Akers, uh, you know, you have Daryl Henderson and you have Kyron Williams. I would love to see more creativity as far as how they're utilized. And so, um, you know, that's something that we'll see if it ever happens. But I think, you know, you got to find different creative ways uh, to utilize these guys. And I, I definitely think that's that's an important thing. Uh, once again, I want to remind you guys, if you do want to call in, uh, you can check it out uh, below on the screen on the call-in app. There is a phone. You can hit that phone button, and we can talk about Daryl Henderson and what to expect in 2022. If not, no worries. We'll continue on. Um, we're doing this. Uh, it's going to be, you know, every time, I mean, until the end of this series, we're going to be covering expectations for each contributor i would say we didn't we skipped the backup quarterbacks because the hope is that we don't see any of those backup quarterbacks in and i don't want expectations for john wolford or bryce perkins because i don't want matthew stafford to go down with an injury or or have to even think about that so um but i i mean daryl henderson is as good of a starter as you know you'd want so uh you know cam Akers will be the guy but don't count out you know daryl henderson having a significant role as well and now, you know, we talked about yesterday with, with Cam Akers, and I think he'll get around, six, you know, 600, 700 rushing yards, maybe a little bit more. Um, but I don't know if he's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher. He could. He absolutely could, and I will admit that I'm wrong if it happens. Um, but I do think there's going to be a legit split. And for that reason, um, I'm kind of leaning towards Daryl Henderson you know, being around that 600-yard mark that he's kind of hovered at the last two years. But think about this. In 2020, he plays 15 games out of 16. So he only missed one game, and he had 624 rushing yards. In 2021, he only placed in 12 games out of 17. He was very well on his way to being a potential 1,000-yard rusher. And he's had he had games last year where he could have absolutely gone off, but they were playing the Texans. So they stopped utilizing him, they benched him, or you know, they were playing a big time team, like, you know, and, and just for whatever reason they stopped running the football. That happened a lot for him last year. I just kind of feel like with this year, he's had six twenty four, played fifteen out of sixteen games. And then last year, he gets 688 rushing yards, and he only played 12 games. So maybe maybe I should bump Cam Akers up a little bit, maybe into the 800s, and maybe have Daryl Henderson hit 700-plus yards for the first time in his career. And maybe, like last year, he went from 2020, he had 783 yards from scrimmage, six touchdowns. Uh, this past year, he had 864 yards from scrimmage, eight touchdowns, was clearly on his way to having a 1,000 yards from scrimmage if he played 
uh, more than 12 games. This year, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of feel like this could be a thousand yard from scrimmage type season for Daryl Henderson. I'm going to say he goes over 700 yards. Uh, he had eight total touchdowns last year. I think that's kind of around the realm of possibility. Um, you know, maybe around like he'll have like six, but I think that's what you can expect from Daryl Henderson statistically. I think he's going to be in for, you know, another season where, you know, he is going to be splitting touches. I don't think Cam Akers is going to be the bona fide number one by far superstar running back uh, that people are expecting. Again, I'll admit if I'm wrong, have no issue doing that, but it just kind of feels like the Rams are going to focus so much on throwing the football with Liam Cohen, adding him to the fray. Uh, don't be surprised if they kind of go away a little bit from the run. Not enough where, you know, you have drastic measures put in place, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was like 60, 40, you know, passing to run. Maybe it's more 55, 45. Uh, it's not going to be 50, 50. I, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot more. I think that's why they went out and got Allen Robinson. I think they're going to get Tutu Atwell and Jacob Harris involved. You have Cooper Cup, who's a reigning triple crown winner uh, and Super Bowl MVP. You know, you have Tyler Higby, all the rece- you know, all the tight ends that, you know, have stepped up. Van Jefferson in year three, he just had 800 plus yards in his second year. There's just too much there to assume that they won't be throwing the ball more. And, you know, OBJ, I think, is obviously going to be back with the team. I just think it's going to take a little bit, probably looking at November, December uh, arrival. So I don't think they're going to run the ball as much, but I think they're going to be a better running game than they were last year. Um they were a top 10 rushing attack with Jared Goff. And I think they kind of had to be, but it's really impressive what they were able to do with Goff considering, you know, the box was stacked, you know. So these running backs were running well, despite the fact that, you know, teams knew what they were doing and they were stacking the box, right? I just kind of feel like, you know, this past year and, you know, really just, like, again, rushing the football, I mean, they were like 24th, 25th in the league. They only had, you know, they were 25th in the league in yards per uh, yards per carry. Uh, 2020, you know, they were 10th in rushing, um, 10th in touchdowns, 17 yards per carry. So I just feel like this year, like they're going to be better than 24th in the league, in my opinion. But I don't think they're going to be running the football a ton. Uh, Kevin O'Connell to Liam Cohen. I, I think Liam Cohen is going to f- put more of an emphasis on, you know, passing the ball. And I think the Rams were, and I think that's why they went out and got Liam Cohen, who kind of changed the game there with Kentucky. Um, you know, I thought he did a, an incredible job getting guys like Wandale Robinson involved and, in, you know, really opening up that passing attack. Uh, they were a top four SEC offense. So, yeah, I just I, I really tend to think that, you know, looking at it, Rams in conclusion, the Rams aren't gonna run as much. I think in conclusion, even though the Rams don't run as much, I think they're gonna be better than they were last year. I think also that leads to the fact I think Stafford is gonna have you know, more success because the run is is going to be better. And because of that, I think it's going to open up more opportunities for Stafford downfield and in play action. Um, you know, I think 
Daryl Henderson is going to set himself up pretty nicely for a decent contract, kind of similar to, you know, when you're looking at running backs to compare Daryl Henderson to, you know, I would probably look at, you know, a guy like uh, J.D. McKissick. Now, I think he he's better than McKissick in a sense, um, but McKissick, it's about the contract. And this is somebody that, you know, did just get paid uh, by the <clears throat> Washington Commanders. And, you know, he uh, initially was very close to signing with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he did just sign a deal that, you know, basically is going to be around – you know, a cap hit of, of 6.6 total. Um, but he, he's not making a ton per year. And I think, you know, with that being said, you know, you're looking at his ability. And of course, he's 29. Daryl Henderson will be 25 in August. Um, but, you know, I, I do think when, when you look at it, he signed a two-year deal for $7 million uh, total. So, when you look at it, I mean, there's a chance, you know, around 3.5 million a year, there's a good chance Daryl Henderson could be back with the Rams. Uh, even, you know, he could have a really good year, but again, kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, the running back market has just been down in the dumps lately. It just really hasn't been a great market for running backs. And so, you know, that's something to keep in mind because, you know, Gerald Everett was kind of let go, and I, they just didn't want him. But also, I think on top of it, Gerald Everett was also $7 million for one year going to Seattle. Um, you know, now he's with the Chargers. But it's just one of those things, though, where, you know, that position, it's, hard, it, it's harder to find talent at that position, I find. Whereas, I don't know, you look at, you know, the running back spot, and there are so many running backs in this league right now that, you know, can help you out. And that's, you know, it's something to keep in mind when it comes to Daryl Henderson. It may not be, it may not be as simple as saying goodbye to this guy. He might be back for another year or two. Who knows? But I do think this upcoming season, he is going to be, uh, he's going to be productive. I think he's really going to help this team as long as he stays healthy, I think, anyway. Um, you know, I think when you, you look at the production he's had, he's gotten better each year. It's always been about health for him. If you're looking at, you know, just examples this past year from the 2021 class, um, the or sorry, 2022 free agent class, these are the average annual values for the top running backs that were signed this year. Okay. The number one running back was Leonard Fournette. Fournette signed a three-year $21 million deal. He's 27 years old. So again, I understand Daryl Henderson's younger. So let's look at Chase Edmonds. Kind of a similar uh, talent there. You know, Chase Edmonds turning 26 soon. Uh, he signed a two-year $12 million deal, which is going to be seven, or it's going to be six annually. So, you know, there that could be maybe a, a, a benchmark. Uh, Seattle signed the 26-year-old Rashad Penny back for one year, $5.7 million. Again, maybe another benchmark there. Cordell Patterson's 31 years old, so I don't think that'd be really much of a benchmark. Plus, I think he is, I don't know if he's better than Daryl Henderson, but I think he gets more opportunities uh, to show it. Uh, two years, $10.5 billion. Then you have J.D. McKissick, two years, $7 million, like I said, three point five per year. He's 28, soon to be 29. Uh, Brandon Bolden for uh, Vegas, they paid him $2.5 million over two years, uh, so that's uh, for two straight years. Raheem Mostert's an interesting one. 
uh, 29 years old, going to be 30 soon, signed a one-year $2.1 million deal with Miami. Marlon Mack signed a one-year $2 million deal with Houston. Uh, Sony Michelle signed for a one-year $1.7 million deal uh, with Miami, the 27-year-old. The only one that really fits Daryl Henderson out of these guys, I think with the the age and the skill, you could probably say is either Rashad Penny or Chase Edmonds. And so they got around $6 million, uh, 5.7 million to $6 million. So Daryl Henderson could be in that realm. He could also be cheaper because he's never really been a full-time starter like Chase Edmonds was becoming. Um, I don't know. That That is very intriguing there, though. I will say that, is that I don't think maybe, and maybe I'm guilty of this too, we've been looking at it all wrong, and Daryl Henderson's not on his way out after the season. This isn't just a one-year thing. Maybe he could be back again. Um, you know, who who knows? I mean, there there's a chance, and I think when it comes to Cam Akers, it's going to really depend on him too. Um, a lot of variables in place. Like if Kyron Williams doesn't take the step that they're hoping for, that could be a problem. Um, you know, if Cam Akers shows that he's not going to be able to stay healthy, that could be a problem. And so there's a lot of different things that, you know, have to be discussed. Now, the Rams, at this moment in time, um, the salary cap, obviously we don't know how much the salary cap is going to be right now. Um, you know, it's I guess it's projected at $218 million. I don't think it'll be 218. I think it'll be probably higher. Uh, 2022, the salary cap was, I believe, um, let's see, 218, uh, 201. Okay, so as it going up, 17 million. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be higher because of the Amazon deals. But even if it was, the Rams would only have two million in cap space as of right now. So I have a lot of moves to make next year for sure. Uh, with a lot of guys that are going to be free agents, um, Rob Havenstein, uh, Troy Hill, you know, so there, there's a, there's a lot of guys next year that they're going to have to pay a Sean Robinson, Daryl Henderson. That could be, that could be a little tricky. Um, and a lot of those deals, they go up in money. So they'll probably, move money around, do some restructures. I mean, no booms will be 15.5 million next year. They'll probably restructure that. Um, you know, Leonard Floyd's contract goes up to 22 million. They'll probably restructure that. And, uh, you know, Aaron Donald, of course, you know, he'll get his money moved around and maybe he, he'll even retire after the season. Who knows? But, you know, it does look good for Daryl Henderson. If they do want to keep him, I think uh, it does look good for him. I think he is, you know, there's a potential there. Spotrack uh, projects him to make $6.7 million. So that's something to keep in mind. But I think there's a chance that he could be back. It's all going to really depend on, like, if Cam Akers comes out, balls out, becomes a star, or Kyra Williams does it, and Daryl Henderson can't stay healthy, then we'll know. But I think there's a good chance that he could be back for another season. Who knows? But that's going to do it for me, guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed again. You know, really enjoy doing these, um, you know, these series on these players. But we've uh, we've covered Daryl Henderson, what to expect from him in 2022. Our next episode will be about the rookie Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. We're going to be talking about him. 
And if you guys are interested, I'm also in the process of creating a video that will do the same, but not just about his expectations. I'll be breaking him down what he does uh, well, what he needs to improve on, and we'll be going through his film in a Jake Ellenbogen film room over on my YouTube channel. But that is going to do it for me for now. Appreciate you guys. You guys have a great night, and I'll see you guys soon.